is director's cut movie Put on your mask and gloves Action, they didn't notice us Jump out from different angles, nuts This one's a movie scene Them cameras shoot and I seen them freeze Frames, colour, grey, so clean could have caught a case, case This is director's cut movie Put on your mask and gloves Action, they didn't notice us Jump out from different angles, nuts This one's a movie scene Them cameras shoot and I seen them freeze Frames, colour, grey, so clean could have caught a case, case What's going on people, it's Flash Johnson and welcome to episode one of Director's Cut. Today I'm with someone that's been monumental to the music industry for as long as I've known. He's worked with artists such as Chip, Mist, NSG, IVD, Jar Cure, just to name a few. Kevin Hudson. Yes, yes, we're in the building. Thank you for having me, bro. And thank you. Welcome, appreciate it. No, thank you. Like, I feel like this is a conversation that I've wanted to have since I've had the whole director's cut idea like you have been monumental to the industry for as long as i've known yeah, yeah no thank you yeah and then it feels it feels like yeah i've been in it for years now and we'll get into it but i feel like i've definitely got to a point where it's i was i don't know i'm i'm I feel like i'm reaching that point of elevation the, the next level now so it's good that people like yourself and other people out there have noticed that I've been in it for a while and they've seen my work and I've come this far because I can't lie, when I first started, I, I didn't plan to get here. I didn't even <laughs> see this as a job because I'd started that long ago where being a director wasn't cool. It wasn't the in thing. It wasn't what everybody was doing. So mm. I've got into it and I've just fell in love with it. And then luckily I've grown with the scene and that's where I've, it's just brought me to this point now. So, so before we get into your heavy roster, because your roster is heavy, yeah, like yeah, I feel yeah. like you can carry your roster on your back. That's how heavy yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Take me back, like back how it all started. Like let's go back, way back. Cool. So it started for me when I was in college mm. at like ages of 18, 19. Mm -hmm. And I was... I was heavy into to the creative stuff. Like I used to do graphic design. I used to do web design. I used to do everything that was just creative. I was just, just always been a creative individual in that sense. And then video was kind of something that I did on the side, maybe for like nightclubs, um, the odd promo here and there just for small businesses. And then a friend of mine in college was like, can you do my music video? And I'd never done a music video, but I'd seen... I've been watching stuff for, for years on YouTube. Um, even prior to that, obviously, we've all seen videos on MTV Base, et cetera, mm. et cetera. So it was like, cool. I know what they do and I know how to do it. Let's just get it done. So I said yes to that job. Done it. Shot it on. It was probably, pretty sure it was my mum's camcorder. It wasn't <laughs> even my camera at the time. And shot that video and my computer was so like rubbish can I swear yeah go on go on <laughs> so go on <laughs> it was not even a big swear but yeah it was, it was so shit but um I couldn't even edit that video mm -hmm. so my computer was was terrible I couldn't mm -hmm. I couldn't chop that video so it ended up just being a one take in Liverpool street not too far from here mm -hmm. with the guy camera on a tripod is just performing to the camera but at that time there weren't many people like me, like I said, doing that. So that was like amazing that like, I could even do that. He was happy with it. Mm -hmm. And then we went on to shoot other videos where I was then able to chop it. I, I took it a bit more seriously at that point, invested into a computer. And then bear in mind, I weren't making any money from this. This was all favours for him. And then 
I was just investing into myself because I saw that it could be a thing and I, I enjoyed it that much that I wanted to just spend money on it. So I then bought a Canon 7D at the time. Um, we all had Canons still. Yeah, yeah, we all, we had, all cannons. had Canons at the time. <laughs> I bought it from Jessop's interest-free finance. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I can afford that, £100 a month. So got that camera and then shot more of these videos, more of these mm-hmm. videos. His friends then started to come and see it. And then at the time, this is when LinkUp and SP and GRM were just starting to grow yeah. and creating their platforms. Mm. And I thought, let me start my own platform. This is something that I've probably never mentioned, to be fair, but mm. I've started my own platform at the time. And I think it was called, I had a freestyle series called Freestyle X. Mm. And then the channel, it was probably just in my name, I'm pretty sure, Kevin Hudson. And then I was just trying to load as many freestyle videos and as many music videos on that channel as possible. And yeah, just grow it from there, film it with as many people as I could. A lot of the videos that I was filming started in the Hackney area because the guy that I was filming with was from Hackney. And then he was just passing me around to, to as many people as he possibly could. And then it just spiraled from there. So... And then after that point, mm-hmm. it was just, yeah, working with, um, like at the time, Big Tobes was just coming through. Mm. I worked with Big Tobes. Um, Baseman was just coming through. Mm. So I was catching on to people that were... That was, that was getting in yeah, the pinnacle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So as they were growing, I was growing alongside them. And with that, I've then gone on to get the attention of, or not even get the attention, I saw that LinkUp TV put out a post to say, we're looking for directors. And they had seen my videos and I've sent through my reel and just said, look, this is what I've done. This is what I'm about. And luckily I had built up a portfolio good enough for them to recognize it and appreciate the work that I'd been doing. Mm-hmm. And then eventually went and met with Joey Clipstar from LinkUp TV. He said, yeah, come down, join the team or not even join the team. Let's see how you do trial period as, as most things start. And then, um, I ended up going on my first video with them, which was Retri 2 and Avelina, Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan. And with that video at the time, I had a, a GH4, which no one was really filming. <laughs> Listen, at the time. We just had a conversation about Panasonic. My camera guys are getting on to me because he's a Panasonic, but we're saying Panasonic <laughs> were the pinnacle. Yeah, 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 I've walked in, I've seen your filming on the GH5, and yeah. SSS. Even if it was the normal GH5, I'm happy to see them. They're still in order and they're still working. I've still got mine. But yeah, this was when, like you said, we had all started on Canons. And then GH5, sorry, GH4 had just come on the market and I was like, mm. right, I need to get that. And I think I probably did the same thing, interest-free finance through. Mm. Um, you had good credit, in it. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> lie. I had good credit. You I, had good I, credit, I, in it. I never messed up my credit. That was one thing. So Don't mess up your credit, young directors. Trust me, you never know you're going to need it. Yeah, 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 exactly. So luckily, I, any bit of gear that I wanted, I could I could get it on credit. Obviously, mm. if it was in the tens of thousands, like, the reds and all that, I worked enough. And all the, invoices, all the invoices were clearing so you could pay that finance every month, yeah? Exactly. Ah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. cool. To, to a certain extent. And <laughs> at the time I was working, so I okay. had a part-time job. Yeah, always. So um, this, just before LinkUp TV, I had a part-time job and that mm. was like, wow, I was able to build my credit if we're getting into the business side of things. So building my credit, paying off my camera equipment, everything that I was investing into myself. Mm. And then, um, yeah, GH4 come on the market, 4K, slow-mo, all of this kind of stuff that mm. we're seeing. And it's, it's normal now, but at the time, it, yeah, it was it was leagues ahead of the Canons because mm. Canons couldn't really do what 
Panasonics were doing, doing and, yeah. and the Sonys then started to come through after that. So, yeah, going back to that Hulk Hogan video with Rich 3 2, um, I pulled up with the GH4, told Rashid, look, I've got the GH4, this is 4K, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, cool, we're shooting on cannons. Your thing, if your thing's better, you shoot the video then. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, cool. I know he knew that, I obviously knew how to operate it. So mm-hmm. I shot all the main scenes for that. And then uh, a, Dan, a guy called Daniel McLeod or McLeod, I always ruin his name. But um, he had the cannon and he was just getting uh, uh, other bits and pieces as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, between me and him, we shot the video. That video come out again. I'm starting to build a name for myself off the back of Rich was obviously already an established name, yeah, but yeah. Avelino was growing. And then they had that young fight old flame tape at, at mm, that time as well. Classic tape. That was blowing up. So I think I did like two or three videos off of that tape. Yeah. Name was growing further. And then I started to work with all the household names at that point. So Scraps, um, Devlin. Oh um, yeah, Ethan, you've got the you've got the most monumental scraps video. We're yeah, gonna get yeah, to that still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of these people that I've been listening to for for a few years now, and they were just all coming to me just because one, I was with Link Up, they definitely helped boost mm. my career. That they were a major stepping point in mm. my career. And then two, I had the portfolio to show. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't a case of turning up on set and people saying, oh, what have you done? Yeah, so they that, just knew the name. They just knew the name now. So that was, a, that was a great time. And then from there, it's just spiraled. And we're doing everybody, whether it's established artists or new artists that are bubbling. And, and yeah, it's got me to this point. Would you say Link Up TV has been um, a big pinnacle in your career? Like, where would you see yourself if, Link, if you didn't work at Link Up TV when you did? Uh, yeah, it's definitely a major stepping point in my career. Um, I, I've always believed in myself, to be fair. Like, I always knew I would get somewhere in this scene. And I feel like Link Up TV definitely sped that process up. Mm-hmm. Like, if I didn't join Link Up TV or any platform for that matter, it probably would have taken me a lot longer. Mm-hmm. I can't lie. But it was at a, I joined them at a time where my work was starting to speak for itself already. Mm-hmm. And I just needed that opportunity to have it um, out there to the masses, for example. So Link Up TV, yeah, definitely played a big role. And thankfully, yeah, Rashid and, and Joey mm-hmm. at, at Link Up TV constantly pushed me through to to every artist that came through at the time because they obviously had other directors like Daniel, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. and Adeog. Yeah, like Legend. they were they were doing their thing, Legends and. Even joining them, like, and me and Addy for the first time, I was like, bro, oh, this is Addy. Like, yeah, 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 I know, I know the feelings when you're younger, like, yo, yeah, yeah. this is my man, he's done that yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. And I've, I've, I've never even had that conversation with him, but I've, I'd seen his work and, and really respected his work. There was, there was a few people like Addy, Chazapetti, mm. Morgan Keys, mm. um, El what Mino, you, the great. Uh, yeah, uh, listen, El Mino, <laughs> listen. Shout out Elmino, yeah. Elmino was doing spins before the Ronins yeah, yeah, were doing yeah, spins. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I see Elmino did a... Uh, listen, Elmino's... Yeah, listen. Twist, twisting up the plate. Thing, and these, 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 these young generation directors won't know about yeah, Elmino, you know? know. I'm pretty sure I've got some BTS footage of Elmino somewhere. No, we need to, we need to pull that out. Yeah, yeah, we need, need to, to pull, pull that out. out. But he, yeah, he was doing... He had the thing on the, the, the camera gun in his arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, and then it was his whole body. Yeah, yeah, Elmino. Shout out Elmino, man. Yeah, yeah, legendary and... All of them, yeah, they, they were 
killing it before I got into Rap City as well. Rap City, yeah, they they were they were doing their thing, and even before them, they were, what was the other channel? Soul or something, or Culture or something. Streets and no, no, what's what? Not Streets Incarcerated. Streets, streets Incarcerated, yeah. one of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few of them. UK oh, overstood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. UK overstood. Yeah, yeah legend. Yeah. So all of these channels had their go-to guys mm-hmm. uh, for directors, and and I was just watching them all because I was on YouTube constantly every day. This was around like, 2009, 2010 times. Mm-hmm. So just watching all of them, seeing their names pop up, mm-hmm. and just thinking to myself, if I could only get like 10% of the jobs that these guys are getting, then I'll be winning. Set. I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then. Obviously, I joined Link Up, and like I said, if yeah, if it weren't for them, I wouldn't have got to where I got to as fast as I got to. I don't think because they were growing, and that was at the height of Link Up as well, mm-hmm. when Link Up was the hottest channel on on the streets, and everybody was uploading onto there. So yeah, I think I joined at the right time. One to help myself, and two to to, to also help them mm-hmm. as well, because like I said, they weren't using GH4s, and they weren't using a lot of the equipment that I brought to mm-hmm. them. But, yeah, the we, we definitely bounce off each other. You as a director, I've felt over the years, you've always brought something new. Yeah. Style-wise. Yeah. So you've done clean for we're getting scraps. Yeah. Before we, actually, yeah, before I go to my next question, the scraps video. Yeah, yeah. When you got that song... Yeah, did you Which know one? the Iron Mike one or the, the one outro you, one? The outro one. Yeah, yeah. The one you went, where did you go? Where did you film that? Dominica. Dominica yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you heard the song, did you know that that was just going to be like a legendary time for, in your career, song wise, video wise? Because you were flying out before we were even flying out. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I can't lie. I Obviously, Scraps is big and mm-hmm. it was big before I did that video. And to me, I always go into a video thinking this is going to be my best video. I go in with mm. like trying to accomplish the best. Mm-mm-mm. But I didn't know that that was going to be a monumental video in my career and something that would stand out for me and, and scraps at the time. So, yeah, I, I went there. Um, I shot that on my red at the time. Mm. And that was just me and my red. Like, I was running, gunning in that red by myself with the big Ronin <laughs> in Dominican Republic. And I'd just flown from Jamaica. I was filming with Beanie Man in Jamaica. Yeah, you know, Beanie Man, Young Bane. It, it was either that one or a solo one with Beanie Man. I can't mm. remember. But it might have been both, to be fair. It might have been one trip where I did Beanie Man, Young Bane, and then mm. I did a solo one with Beanie Man as well. Mm. And then I was off, I was probably more gassed about that because it was Beanie Man. Mm. And it was the first time working with, or it might have been the second time working with Beanie Man. But I was thinking, right, I've just done a couple of videos with Beanie Man. They're going to blow up. They're going to be my biggest videos yeah, scraps and then it. yeah yeah scraps obviously ended up being bigger but not to say i weren't excited and and eager to do the scraps video mm. but i was just at that time i was just traveling and, and shooting amazing videos and trying to get the best i could so yeah going back to that i think like i said i went in there thinking this is going to be a great video or, or one of my best videos but i didn't think it was going to be one that stood out for mm. me for like even till this day that like, is one of my favorite videos. I can't lie. Nah, the video is crazy, and that's what I'm saying. With your style, you've like you had you had the clean style before we were doing clean style. Yeah. yeah. But going on to style, yeah. Yeah. 
what the hell was going through your mind when you edited NSG's videos? <laughs> because, like, I've never, I, I can't lie, I, put my hand, I tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I terribly failed, yeah. But I tried how you, like, brought the screens together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've never seen no one, especially when you've done it as well, I've never yeah, seen yeah. no one do it. Like, yeah, what, yeah. what was your process? I can't lie. At the time, like you said, I've, I've always tried to reinvent my style and bring new styles to, mm -hmm. to my work and, and the industry as a whole. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was just sitting there thinking, I think I'd done Options. Options was the first video where I spent, uh, experimented with people flying in, buildings coming in from different angles. Yeah, you was, you was draw masking for anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was doing all of that in Options. And I liked Options. It was a good video, but I knew I could do better. So off the back of Options, I think the one after that was OT Bop. Mm -hmm. And that's when I got really creative with the, with the editing style. So... For me, I sat there just thinking, how can I make this better? And nothing was going through my head in the sense of like, um, like I hadn't smoked anything, mm. I hadn't drunk anything. Like it, was, it was just there, me with a clear head, just thinking, how can I make this the best it can be? And when I first started editing, I've, I started editing in After Effects. Mm. So I'm very proficient and... and like well versed in After Effects, mm -hmm. so I've always known how to use that way before I even knew how to use Premiere Pro or any other editing software. So mm -hmm. I know what I can do in in these things. Sometimes it's just I don't always have the time to do them. But mm -hmm. with that NSG video, they gave me I think like a month to do it. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. I've got all this time. How can I make this the best video it possibly mm -hmm. can be? So just sat there bouncing between Premiere Pro and After Effects getting crazy, getting creative with the edits and even the split screen effect. I did that by accident. I didn't mean to do that. What? that How? I think I was just playing around with, with transparencies and, and lin like, the way I do that is a, is a linear wipe. Mm -hmm. So I linear wipe the like, half of the frame mm -hmm. and then I reverse the other half of the frame and then they meet up. I don't know if it makes sense, but I've, I've put videos out there on how I yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I accidentally did that, basically. I was trying to do something else, and then that happened. I was like, bro, oh, that looks a bit trippy and, and different. But do you ever get sometimes when you do it, you're like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then when you put it out, everyone starts going crazy about it. Yeah and no. Because when I'm unsure about something, I, I probably won't put it out. Mm. Like I'll, I'm very critical with, with what I put out. So if I'm unsure about it, then I'll leave it out. I'll, I'll, I wouldn't put it out thinking... I'm, I'm unsure about that and then mm. wait for feedback. So that I knew what I was doing. And then when that, when that accidentally happened, I was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. I've never seen anybody do that before. Mm. And that's my thing. I've always been trying to do stuff that nobody else has done mm. and create styles that people may have never seen before. Because even before I started doing the Roto stuff and people flying in, mm. I had seen it elsewhere. I just maybe made it popular. Yeah, in I didn't UK. see it in the UK. Yeah, I hadn't seen anybody doing it here, but I'd definitely seen people do it in the US. So mm. I'm not going to say I invented it, but I definitely made it a thing. And being that um, NSG were, again, popping at the time and then mm. me rising um, off of the back of their success, mm -hmm. my video just made it popular that those styles and, and, and those creative concepts that I was bringing into their visuals and, and to the scene. So, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, it was just how can I make things different, use yeah. as many of my skills as possible, 
to make this the most interesting video. And sometimes I look back and think, how did I come up with that? Like, mm. What was I thinking? And it is, as directors, sometimes we just sit there and we zone out. We don't even yeah. know what we're doing half the time. Well, not half the time. We, we know what we're doing, but we're, we're zone, when we're editing, we're, we're just, zoned. Just trying new yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. just trying new things. Sometimes, like, you, you, like I said, we, I accidentally do things and it works. Sometimes I purposely do things and it doesn't work. So mm. it's just about trying different things. So Especially with masking. What I've learned with masking is, is either you know what you, when you film, film to mask. Yeah, yeah. Or see the mask in your head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then mask it. Yeah. I masked something rec- recently and I, I, that wasn't my plan. Yeah. But yeah. I literally saw the mask in my head. And I yeah. tried it and it worked. I was like, so that's how you got, you can't just shoot and then just watch yeah, yeah, randomly. Yeah, 100%, 100% agreed. Because if you, if you have a plan before going into the shoot and you know how you're going to edit it, mm-hmm. it's going to benefit you 10 times over because I've done something recently with Kia Keys as well. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, it's using transitions through, through masking and, and wipes and all of that. And we've gone into it prior knowing we're going to do that. And then it just makes your editing process a lot easier as well when you know that's the plan. But, so basically saying shoot to edit. Yeah. You're gonna go to shoot, know how your edit is already. Yeah. That's that's some that's some gems. Exactly. Yeah. Have have a plan and know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, everything in post production, if you are the editor anyway, will mm-hmm. just fall into place because not everybody does edit, edit anyway. Yeah. But if you do, it will make your job ten times easier if you shoot to edit. We're in the industry where we have so many has like me and you both we've seen the world we've yeah. seen so many so many so many different places that the camera has taken us yeah, yeah and i can imagine you with with your career the camera taking you and put you in rooms that if you wasn't who you are didn't operate the camera where you wouldn't be in yeah, yeah. crazy what is some of the most high moments in your career that you that you can sit and tell your kids or your grandkids when you're older um if they say listen yeah. Grand, granddad Kevin so when you was working with Beanie man like what was it like or when you was doing this with this person like you know and yeah, you can yeah. sit there and tell them the stories like what's your highlights on your career um, Beanie man is definitely one of them because yeah. he's one of those people his name just rings throughout humble guy any, any culture humble and he's guy. a proper humble humble guy and he for me was that I've grown up listening to him. My mum knows who he is. My dad knows who he is. Mm-hmm. My grandparents know who he is. So mm-hmm. when when you say I'm flying to Jamaica, where I'm from as well, um, and I'm telling my family that they're they're just all super proud to know. I, I know them ones. I went to when I when I worked with him. My aunt, he's like, "Yo, you're with Beanie Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. let me see. Yeah. See the little picture. La, la, la. That's yeah, why yeah. I know that feeling. So yeah, it's a great feeling just to know that your family can can boast about you mm-hmm. and and have when they're having their conversations you know they're talking highly of you because mm-hmm. we do this one for ourselves but to make our families proud mm-hmm. so um that definitely was one of them red rat as well mm. um jacure mm. um for me it's a lot of dancehall artists that i grew up listening to because that was heavy in my in, in your my household. household yeah yeah so when i'm getting to meet these people and work with them i even remember i think Jacure Reflection when you that song when you just come out of prison mm. I remember doing my paper round and, and listening to that song so, over so, and over so, so when so, you get to meet him and you're so working yeah, yeah 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 exactly and then even of recent Papoose working with Papoose we're going to get to that we're going to get to that that was a crazy moment because in school 
everyone was on grime back in when I was in school. This was mm-hmm. like 2003, 2004 when grime was a thing. Mm-hmm. But I was a hip hop head. Mm-hmm. I loved hip hop. And then when Papoose come out, he was my guy. Mm-hmm. He was the, the one guy that I just really fucked with. Him and him and Lil Wayne, they were, mm-hmm. they were my guys in school. So when I got to meet him and another, he was super cool. Similar mm-hmm. to being your man, you can sit there, have a conversation with them. You can direct them. They'll, they'll listen to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, them that moments like that, meeting people that I grew up listening to was crazy. And then, like you said, flying around the world and the cameras taking you to crazy places. Like, What's the craziest place you've been to? Um, I think the craziest place and experience was probably Dubai. Like when we went there, I went with again Stylo G and and Beanie Man. It's yeah. coming up a lot in this conversation, but yeah, we went there, and then one of the Sheikh's sons was like he was familiar with Stylo G, and and obviously, obviously Beanie Man. Mm-hmm. Like he, he he knew their music and was a fan, from what I understood. And then um, he invited us to his to his house, and it's not even a house to be fair. It was like a it's a compound, it's like a some. Just big open space it was when we was driving to get into it imagine driving down the m25 one side of the m25 and you're just seeing the wall running along the whole side and that entire wall was the wall that sectioned off his premises basically Mm -hmm. then we finally turn in we're driving driving we get to a small house i'm thinking oh this is this is nice and then um we go in and it's just his garage it's not even his house yet and then in the (laughs) garage he's got some because he was into drifting and cars and, and dirt mm. stuff so he's showing us his cars and that he's building these cars etc etc and i was like yeah this is sick and then we leave that bit we drive another maybe five minutes and then he takes us to his main garage and then in here now <laughs> he's got ferraris bugattis um mercedes like and when i say mercedes he, that he's got the, the the top top of every single car new spec old spec he even had a Bugatti engine just sitting there, just just for no reason. Like every car was there that you could think of in mm-hmm. this place, and even Beanie Man lost his mind at this point. Mm-hmm. He was like, "This is crazy that you, you have this car." Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he was just um showing us all these cars. We sat down, had a meal, just talking, talking, and then again, he took us out of there. We went around to the other side, another five minutes drive. And then in this place, we had all the classic cars now. So the cars that were maybe made in like the 40s, the 50s, the one of ones and maybe the one of fives. And mm. he had one car there that had a jet engine in it. And yeah, it was just crazy the amount of things that he had there. And yeah, everything. And he was just telling me, like, just telling us stories of what this car was about. what Because the, the guy was very into cars. So... We then went out of that place and we go around to another side. He's got a go-kart track and we start mm. racing on go-karts. Everything. We didn't even end up going to his main house because there was just so much to do away from his house. And I mm. guess, yeah, he, he doesn't know us like that to take us into his main house. But mm-hmm. we didn't even have to. Like we, He just showed us so much stuff and, and in terms of just what he was into with the cars and stuff, it was just mind-blowing. And it's all, it's all yeah, off the yeah. camera. Yeah, yeah, and then just captured it all. Um, that didn't even make it anywhere. That's just for memories. That that, that didn't make it into a video or anything mm. like that. It was just him showing us love and, and 
respecting the fact that obviously being a man was a legend and, and style of G was there and yeah I was just a part of it luckily because I was filming their videos and then even before we left because I think he had shown all, all the stuff us that in one day and then I had to leave the next day and he was like if you want to go to the airstrip we can take you to the airstrip we can go on the planes we can go on this and I was like ah oh, now I've got to leave and then um we didn't get to do that but yeah the, that trip was crazy one that stood up for me and then um yeah other trips is just flying around the world I guess and and staying in in amazing places and uh getting to see different parts of the world that you never thought you would and see. Culture, because like, culture is really yeah, important culture, and it, and yeah, it inspires yeah. you as well. Exactly, because from young, like, I'd, I've always wanted to go to Africa mm. and I never thought I'd, I, I, I knew I'd make it there at some point, but mm. again, this job took me there for the first time, probably when I was like, what, 26, 27. Same the time I went there still. Yeah, so... I went to Nigeria first, and that was mm. a crazy experience. And mm. then I went to Ghana. That was yeah. another crazy experience. So I went Ghana store. Yeah, yeah, filmed in Morocco. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's taken me all over the place. Places that have been on my bucket list. And luckily, I've got to get there and, and be there and, and do my passion there, uh, which is obviously filming. And, yeah, it's just been crazy. Can't lie. With every high, we have a director's. There are lows. Yeah. Because it's never high. People think it's lights, camera, action all the time. Yeah. What is your what is some lows that you've that you can you're more comfortable talk about being a director? Uh, lows I think one of the lows was probably like there was a period where I was shooting videos and we all get this where the artist just doesn't like it. And then they don't end up coming up, mm. and you might you might like it, and you might think it's it's an okay video or, or a, a great video, but it's it's an artist thing at the end of the day. Like your art might not be reflective of what they feel is art. Mm. So I think there was a period where I think I'd shot like a, a K track video that never come out, and mm. then maybe like a month later I'd shot a chip video that didn't come out. Mm. And then I'd shot an NSG video that didn't come out. And I was thinking, right, like, am I doing something wrong where I'm doing these videos back to back? Obviously, there's videos dropping in between mm. them, but these are big names and big videos that I'm doing for these people. And, and they're just not dropping because, one, they didn't like the video or, or two, maybe it, it, we maybe just missed the deadline or something, mm. whatever it may have been. But th- those are moments where you kind of think to yourself, am I... Am I not good at this anymore. I've lost my touch. uh, Yeah, I've lost my touch. So that, I think that was probably around 2016, maybe 17. But at the same time, those were great years because I I had some of my best videos dropping them years as well. Mm. But that was uh, over the course of a couple months, maybe towards the end of the the year. So there's those moments. um, There's other moments where I've not done this often. It's probably happened to me once or twice where I've lost footage and then for me, I take it very personal when, when I mess up. We've so, all <laughs> been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we've, yeah, yeah. We've definitely all been there. been there. And I think this was on a Jamaica trip as well, where I had shot the video. And I think the night before we were meant to leave, or, or maybe a couple of days before we were meant to leave, I was just going through the footage and I couldn't find one of the cards or one of the, 
yeah, one of the um, cards that I'd offloaded because I'd put them all into folders, arranged everything, and I click into one folder and it's empty. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? Like, why is there no thing on in this folder? So I've gone over to the cards quickly just to check, hoping that it's still on there. And I've obviously filmed over it. So I've had to go to the guy and say, you know what, the card from day one or two, I can't remember, it's, it's just not there. Like, we, yeah, lost that footage. But luckily, we were able to go off and shoot it quickly, but it wasn't the same mm-hmm. as what I'd done the first Press time around. Right. Yeah, 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 so it was just a demoralising moment. It makes yeah. you feel like you're not on point. And as yeah. directors, we have so much responsibility yeah. behind that camera to be on point. Yeah, 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 100%, 100%. And then there was even another point, actually, where, again, it was a chip video. Me and Chip's been through a, through a few things and like, we sometimes banner about it because there's been situations where we've shot a video and there was one instance where I had a camera team and this was when I just first started working with crews and then mm-hmm. camera teams and one of the ACs, the AC is the person that pulls focus and mm. is often the person that will hit record on the camera through their, their, their wireless follow focus system mm. and the person just had missed hitting record on like three monumental key scenes in the video. Mm. So this was um, Chipper Notes, hot, um, what was the song called again? CRB Check. Mm. So we had shot, we were shooting most of the video, we was already running late, everything was going a bit left on the day. And then we finally started getting going. And then, like I said, the, the key scenes that we were meant to capture, mm-hmm. the AC had just forgot to hit record. And then we'd missed all that footage. And that wasn't a situation where we could go back and rectify it that day because, like I said, we'd been running behind time. So we mm. just had to move on. And to be fair, I didn't even know we, she had missed it until I got to Chip's house that night. And with Chip, we've, we, we tend to shoot and then edit straight away. So yeah, he's, his work rate's fast. Yeah, yeah, his work rate's quick. So gone to his house, sitting there again arranging all the footage into the folders so I can start the edit and then a few of the clips are missing and then I'm sitting there chips I can't I can't remember what he was doing he wasn't sitting right beside me I'm arranging them and then I'm just realizing what's going on these clips aren't there and you know you know because you'll you'll have a clip that says maybe 0017 yeah and then it should be a 0018 where that clip should be but 0018 is is another scene from Mm. later on in in the video so you're thinking where are the two or three clips that should Mm. be in between those two clips so i'm clocking it now i'm like shit and i'm pretty sure i sat there for about 30 minutes (laughs) before i said anything (laughs) you're working out your story Yeah, yeah, yeah i'm just thinking what's going on now this can't be real like and I, I'm pretty sure there was, um, prior to that, there was a video that we had done and we was on a yacht and I'd cut my hand mm. and on a drone. So it sliced my hand open mm. on a drone. And that video had to get scrapped because I couldn't shoot for the rest of that trip. So this was probably the second time. You fucked up. I'd fucked up. Yeah, yeah. The first time wasn't my fault, to be fair. Like, it was an injury that I couldn't really do much, but. And even the second time, it was it was away from my control. I mm. couldn't have done anything unless but I was you're still responsible. But you're the director. Yeah, we're the captain of the ship. We're the mm. director. Like we're fully in control of our of what, or we should be in control of what's going on. Mm. So again, I'm sitting there thirty minutes thinking, how am I going to tell him for the second time that 
but I fucked up in junior. So, yeah, tell them now. And, yeah, it's, I think that next day as well, I'm, I'm flying out. So I couldn't even stay to, to rectify it. Mm. So they, he's ended up shooting that video with somebody else just to, just to get it done. And, again, it's just a low moment because you're thinking to yourself. It's now, chip. It's chip, yeah. This, like, mm. chip is... Uh, Chip is another part of my career that has really boosted and elevated mm. me as a as a as a as a director. Mm. So I feel like I, I owe a lot to him. And to to fuck up on two occasions now, it's like nah, this this can't be happening to to to, yeah. to, to me and and my like what I'm trying to do basically. Mm. So yeah, it was just it was a it was a long day. I can't lie. <laughs> Within our industry, um, people think it's lights, camera, action, and everything's gravy, like I said to you. Yeah. But I believe mental health plays a big part in what we do because to stay creative, it really, you, you, use, you use your mind. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Constantly. Constantly. But um, how do you keep your mental health in check? Like when when being a director, because you you literally have so much responsibility from crew to artists to yeah. yourself to your personal life. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like, and that's a lot of things people don't talk about. Like, how do you keep your mental health in check as a director? Uh, for me, is making sure I've got a life away from directing. So I always check in with my friends that aren't anything to do with this industry. Mm-hmm. And when, I, when I'm with them, they don't want to know about what's going on with, with my life and um, how my career is going. Obviously, they'll ask, they'll be like, how's work? How's mm-hmm. this and here's, how's that? But it won't be us sitting there talking about videos or artists that I've worked with mm-hmm. for, for however long I'm with them. So me and with friends away from work and that definitely keeps me grounded and keeps me in check. Checking in, same with family as well, being around family, again, having conversations that are away from what I do, that that definitely helps me. Um, and then if I do fall into the to the pit of, of just feeling a bit down, then I, I tend to go back to what has made me happy in the past. So let's say there was a film that I was... I've, I've watched from a young age. That's always been my favorite film. I might go and, and put that on just mm-hmm. just to relive a certain moment where it was like, "Cool, my my mind's at ease when I watch this, and mm-hmm. I remember good times from this film, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. So, yeah, checking in with family, checking in with friends, doing stuff away from what I'm what I'm doing that just relaxes me and bringing me joy. Music is definitely a, a strong one. I like to listen to a lot of music. Um, that will help just get my mind off things. Mm-hmm. And even if it is, I know a lot of people tend to, when they're sad, they listen to sad, sad music. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, I'm one of those people that like, one of my main songs is DMX Slipping. Mm-hmm. When I'm feeling down, I throw on DMX Slipping. It's not really, it's, it's a sad song, it's but it's, it's still still greasy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Greasy, but the, the hook is I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I've got to get up. It's a slight motivation yeah, at the same time. Slight, yeah, slight motivation to it. So I've got my, my playlist of songs like that mm-hmm. that will just help lift me up. So yeah, music, films, family and friends, for, for me, definitely helps. 
we're in a creative space where information is very important. Yeah. 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 Who is your inspiration for you to go get information about life, which then you can turn that information into a, into creative ideas? Yeah. That's a mm, good question. To be fair, I um I watch so much stuff that like, I consume a lot, like most of us do. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'll go to any one place to get inspiration from. Um yeah, I'll 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 listen to podcasts, I'll be on YouTube pretty much twenty four seven, um, Vimeo, anywhere where I can find content that inspires me, I'll I'll just go on there and, and just and sift through it. Like I'll be on Netflix going through loads of different shows just to get inspiration. I might be watching Korean shows one day and then the next day I'm watching some US drama. <laughs> like I, I just consume so much stuff and I take stuff from everything and, and maybe put that into a music video, maybe incorporate it into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just everything to be fair. Um, and then in terms of people obviously i'm inspired by directors that have come before me like a few of the names we mentioned earlier um prior to that the likes of hype williams director x mm-hmm. um colin tilly mm, legends uh, yeah just just legends in in the scene and then in the uk there's there's the likes of carly Cusson, mm-hmm. uh, vertex a lot of these people were, were killing it before there was any platforms on, yep. on YouTube before yep, it was yep. a thing. Luke Biggins, yep. legend, rest in peace to, to Luke. Long live Luke. Yeah, long live Luke. And yeah, all of these people I've, I've taken and learned a lot from prior to me getting into it and even whilst I'm in it still because a lot of them are still going. A lot of them are still strong within the field of, of music videos and creating and being creative. So yeah, I take from individual people like a few of the names I've mentioned and then I just take from loads of different sources from everywhere where I'm consuming content. You done something recently that I thought was fucking legendary. You done something that all of us directors go through but we just talk about it amongst each other. Yeah. Your skits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was going through your mind when you done that? Because when I, I have to DM you every time I see it, I'm like, bro, I go through this. Yo fam, wait for yeah, wait for my friend, yeah? Give me five minutes. <laughs> like, what make what what like what made you get the confidence to even do that? Because some artists might even find that offensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, I was just I've always wanted to do it. Like, not even always. Uh, let's say the last two years I've been wanting to do it. <laughs> and like you said, I, I, I thought the same, like, oh, it's might find this offensive. Um, they're probably not going to want to work with me, et cetera, et cetera. But I got to a point where I'm in my, like, probably 12th year of directing videos now. Mm. Like, if I can't do this now, and especially where I feel like I'm at a point where I'm about to transition into other things, mm. if I can't do this now, then I'm never going to do it. So mm. let me just um speak up for all of us and make these skits because we've all been through it. Yeah. Like you said, we we all talk about it amongst ourselves. Mm. And I just thought to myself, fuck it, let me just create a skit and share to the world what, what we go through. Because it's similar to, to, to this podcast and like people forget what we do and mm. how much work goes into what we do. And even though I'm doing it on a lighter note and, mm-hmm. and there's, there's banter behind it, 
I'm still kind of expressing what we go through in a way. And it might just be the bad, but at the same time, people can find good in it. And, and artists have commented and, and said, oh, I look forward to these and mm. find these funny and raw. I didn't know I was doing that, blah, blah, mm. blah. So like, a lot of them are, are taking are taking the light side. Exactly, of it. No, yeah, one, yeah. no one's feel, felt offended. And even when I'm on set now, it's like artists are thinking how they cannot be annoying. Yeah, because they don't want to be the victim. They don't want to be the victim of a video. So even, yeah, <laughs> like I said, the other day I shot a video with Kia Keys and the band was like, a few people come late and they were like, oh, I'm going to end up in one of your skits now. So it's like, people are thinking about what I'm doing mm-hmm. and trying to stop it and, and avoid being the the buck of my joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I feel like it helps just make people realise that we we do a lot and mm-hmm. we're not machines and you can be annoying at times when you turn up two hours late mm-hmm. or when you want a hundred changes on a video edit or you promise something and it's not quite it and no. we've, we've done a whole plan behind what you promised so yeah it, I feel like it helps educate as at the same time as being a bit funny and, and having a bit of a laugh behind it nice no, proper sick man I do directors cut to celebrate your hard work and obviously to motivate the next generation of directors that want to be in the same position we are like you worked with people such as Papoose Ed Sheeran Chip Gigs, NSG, Potter Paper, IVD, Big Nasty, Russ, Crepton Conan, Mist, Scraps, and many more. Do you ever look back and think, I'm that guy? Like I've 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 really done it, or you feel like no, there's more work to be done? Yeah. Um, yeah. I always I tend to go back and look at my work. Like I've got a folder of every video that I've ever done. Like mm-hmm. I keep everything that I've ever done and I always try to go back and just go through things just to remind myself of what I have done and I feel like that's another thing that helps my mental health at, at times where I can go back and think yeah I've, I've done a lot and just just give myself a little pat on the back but at the same time I always want more like I'm 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 a very driven individual and I'm hungry in that sense and mm-hmm. I feel bad even when I take a little time off because I feel like, no, nah, I should be working. And sometimes that's not great and mm-hmm. it's not good to do, but it's just us as creatives. That's mm-hmm. just how we how we do things, like where we're always trying to strive for the next big video or the next thing, next part of our career. So, yeah, um, I always, I, I'm humble in, in, in the sense that I never feel like I'm that guy and mm-hmm. I'm the biggest or the best director. Mm-hmm. And it's only maybe in the last two years I've kind of settled in the fact that maybe I am pretty much known within this industry, but I I, I wouldn't call myself that guy mm-hmm. to a point where I can sit back and now relax and mm-hmm. and just take in the the reward that what's the word the rewards basically and mm-hmm. and and. and kind of live off the what I've done in the past I feel like there's a lot more for me to do basically and I'm always striving for the next thing and that goes into music videos that goes into films hopefully that I'm trying to get into Mm. Um, even if I'm doing a little content piece for for TikTok or my skits Mm. I'm always trying to do the best I can possibly do to make it a thing 
like a staple part of, of my career and I'm just always trying to drive myself forward. I, I've never really sat back and thought I can take my foot off the gas now. I'm, I'm good. Before we wrap up, uh, there's a question I ask all my guests. What advice would you give to your younger self? Uh, advice for my younger self? I would say document as much as you can because that's one thing that's the only thing I look back and I thought and I think to myself right I really should have captured that from a BTS perspective mm -hmm. at the time and not even to just to post online just to have for myself mm -hmm. and look back on because there's certain memories that will just maybe sometimes randomly pop in your head and maybe you want to try and find a picture or a video to relive it and and you don't you don't have it so I would say to my younger self capture as much as you can um, and just yeah take in as as much as you can as well like living in certain moments because like I was saying earlier um, with the Beanie Man and the Scrap situation and me travelling it was just bouncing from job to job to job and not really appreciating where you're at and, and what I'm doing until moments like this where you sit down and you realise well I really did do all that and um, I really did have moments in my career that I can look on and think, yeah, that's crazy. But like I said, I've, I've not necessarily captured all of that on BTS phones or, or camera or what mm -hmm. have you, or photos. Because you're in the moment. Because I'm in the moment, which is good at the same time as well, because mm -hmm. it's not all about your phones. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is good to have memories in your head and maybe it's just for you to relive. But sometimes it's, yeah, I, I, I feel like, a photo or a video can help just bring back a, a, a nice part of your career or a memory in, in that sense. So, yeah, that's the only thing, really. Like, I feel like there's not much of my career that I would change. And I know that's not really the question, but there's not much of my career that I would change or, or do differently. Like, I feel like everything that I did, I did for a reason and it's got me to where I am now. So, yeah, that's probably the only thing. Well, Kevin, I really appreciate you um, coming. I feel like we could actually do another 20 minutes, half an hour on, because there's so much, Easily. so yeah. much you've done. Um, but I do appreciate your time. I appreciate you giving us the game. Keep killing the industry. Keep bringing new stuff up. Keep me on my toes on my computer trying to emulate what you're doing because it's like, because to me, it's like, yo, you, you do things and it's like, yo, that's sick. Why, you do things, it's like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. And it's not, oh, no, oh, why didn't I think of it? It's more like, yo, he's sick. Why didn't I think of yeah, that? All right, yeah, cool. You yeah, yeah. know what I mean? So keep, keep inspiring the next generation of directors. Keep inspiring yeah. people like myself. And just keep working and keep killing the game, bro. I will do. I'm Flash Johnson. This is episode one of Director's Cut. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Director's Cut. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe for more videos. This is Director's Cut movie. Put on your mask and gloves. Action, they didn't notice us. Jump out from different angles, nuts. This one's a movie scene. Them cameras shooting, I seen them freeze. Frames, colour, grey, so think of the quarter case, case. This is director's cut of movie, put on your mask and gloves, action, they didn't notice us, jump up from different angles, nuts, this one's a movie scene, them cameras shooting, I seen them freeze, frames, colour, grey, it's so clean, got a quarter, case, case, case.